Good morning. This is Ian Thompson, the host of Your Longest Life, a podcast about living your best life to 100. I just think that's so cool, living to 100. Anyways, we're going to talk more about that. And I've had some tremendous guests over the over the time of my show here. I think, Aaron, you're going to be number 14. So I'm excited about that. Great. My guest today is uh, Aaron Metker. Aaron, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Ian. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today. We should just start off by saying Aaron and I know each other because we used to work together, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. And um, it was funny. I was talking about starting this podcast about two years ago when you were talking about being a death doula. And we both like, oh, there must be some way we can connect on this. And here we are. Absolutely. That's pretty positive foreshadowing, isn't it? It really is. It's great. I I think it's... uh... It's uh, meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. So um, Erin's uh, in a new career and uh, she has a new website called Sacred Journeys End of Life Doula. So why don't we start at the beginning? What exactly, Erin, is, is an end of life doula? An end of life doula is someone that will help you through the end stages of your life and planning for that. So it's more of a holistic approach. So we don't do any of the actual medical things. You'd still need your healthcare team and all of that. But, um, and it could be at any age, let's say you now, you know, you're not, um, you know, you don't have a diagnosis or anything like that, but, you know, you want to start thinking and planning about your end of life. So we would have discussions about that. And um, you would tell me what, the perfect situation would be, you know, let's say you want uh, a pet there at your side, or there's certain people that you want there, um, certain music, smells, um, if you wanted a little ritual done. um, Really, it's, you know, just use your imagination. It doesn't have to be in the hospital. That's, I guess that's the big thing. And if it does have to be in the hospital, uh, we can work around that too, to make it as comfortable and personal as possible. So that's the big thing. So let's, let's back up a bit. Like I, I think probably more of us have heard about a birth doula, a birthing Mm -hmm. doula, right? But what you're doing, not so much, but it's been around the world for many years? Is it just coming to Canada, British Columbia? Walk us through that. Well, basically back in the 20th century, everything moved out of communities. So if you're living back then, it would have been, you know, everybody's taking care of each other. Everybody would come together, cook meals, take turns sitting with the person, especially during you know the end stages when you're sitting vigil and just holding space. Um, and then, yeah, in the 20th century, everything just moved to hospitali- hospitalization. Right. So everybody went to the hospital to die. So, I mean, there's still, this has still been, you know, relevant in some communities, like in, in the, um, sorry, I just had a, <laughs> lost my words there. Yeah, no you know, in the smaller communities, indigenous communities, things like that, they would have still been doing this throughout time. Um, but, you know, as us, as everything, you know, became yeah. industrialized and all of that, um, everything moved more into the hospital and, you know, we just let our loved ones go there. So it's kind of a resurgence of it. Uh, everything you know, old is back. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so it is 
fairly, you know, a new idea again, but um, I mean, I took my course about two years ago and um, they'd been doing it for quite some time before that. So, but it is becoming more and more popular, you know, especially with everything going on in the world today. Um, it's nicer to be able to be at home and have those, you know, comforts at home, being your own bed, that kind Funny of thing. How that, uh, what you said about the changing and certainly North America has always been based on when I'm, when I'm at this age, I'm living here. And when I'm this age, I'm living there. I'm going to retire over there yeah. and I'm going to pass away over there. There's, a, there's blocks of places, parts of life where I'm going. And what you're saying, and <clears throat> excuse me, we're also seeing it, excuse me, seeing it in the real estate market is where families are coming together uh, buying homes together because the cost is high and I'm living in the basement. My son's living upstairs and that multi-generational and what you do sort of fits in with that, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Keeping it and, and having your family be active in it as well, because that's certainly a part of it too, you know, to be able to have your loved ones take um, some kind of responsibility with it as well. You know, whether it's taking turns sitting with you or, um, you know, reading to you, um, anything, really anything you can think of. And, um, you know, going all the way to people are designing coffins together, um, like a cardboard coffin, say everyone would get together with markers or paint and you know, really? make, it, make it pretty, <laughs> you know. Um, and you could be a part of that as well for your own, if you'd like. And also, you know, people making their own shrouds and things like that. So it, it just, I think, makes it a little more special and personalized. Well, I know when uh, you, you and I were talking a few weeks ago about you, you know, joining my, my podcast as a guest. And then Saturday was the funeral, of course, of the prince. Uh, I don't know if you, if you watched that, but that apparently was one of the most organized down to the detail by him how it was going to work especially that hearse that he had made up the land rover the green land rover did you see that yeah i did i mean that's an example of what you're talking about isn't it this is how it's going to yeah. go and you're going to play this music at this time far more detail than than otherwise yeah absolutely now, um the, the other thing that i think i wanted to just start to talk about is why we don't want to talk about this i mean this talking with you now this well, seems like a great idea but if we went out in the hallway and asked six or eight people they don't want to talk about what's going to happen yeah they die, like we're all invincible yeah and that's kind of the western mind we don't think about those things and we don't want to talk about them it's it's like it's taboo and um it's it's scary i think is is what the main thing is People are afraid of death and we don't want to think about it because we're living. But the reality is, is we're all going to die one day and why not be prepared for that? So um, we are, you know, as the end of life doulas as a whole, we're trying to normalize this more um, and really have people start those conversations so that your wishes can, you know, stay what you wanted to, them to be, I mean, as close as you can, there's going to be situations, you know, medication, yeah. uh, complications, anything like that could throw things a little off course. But um, at least if you have the main idea and you've shared that with those that are close to you, we can 
make it happen mm -hmm. as close as we can. One of the things I thought about, you know, if I'm if I'm lucky enough at the end to have family around me, then I'm I'm very lucky. But I would say there's a fair number of people that are on their own. Maybe the partner's passed away, they didn't have kids, or they never were married, or who knows? I mean, I guess I, I'm just thinking about when my dad passed away in the fall of '93 or '94. Like he said, everybody's gone. Yeah, everybody's gone. So he's on his own. I mean, yeah, my mom was still there, but there's lots of people that are passing away on their own, and this what you do would be a terrific uh, support for them, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And have somebody be there. And, you know, even if you do have family around, they get burnt out too with the care. So to have that extra support there, um, you know, especially at the very, very end mm -hmm. when, you know, you want to have somebody sitting with that person so they're not alone and just witnessing what's happening and to make it not so scary. I guess fear is the, is, is the number one word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it's, a, it's a big fear because we don't know what happens. I think that's part of it. Nobody really knows. No. And you have to leave all of that behind you know, all of your things all of your people everything that's important to you you're leaving behind and and you have no control over what's going to happen after that so and um you know maybe we do go somewhere beautiful maybe it's just over it's yeah it's hard to say we will all find out one day though <laughs> true enough <laughs> true enough good for you okay well let's get into what you actually do i know there's three areas of of work that uh, that you do. And I just want to promote your new website, Sacred Journeys End of Life Doula, which I hope everybody gets a chance to go on and, and look at. And let's just talk about the first one, advanced care planning. You say, have you been thinking about advanced care? Not sure where to start, what it means I can help. What would that look like for someone? So for advanced care planning, that's really about um, what you want to happen medically in the end. So, it's really good to have an idea and for people to think about these things and have the discussions about them because, you know, you may leave it up to someone in your family. Let's say this person is supposed to make all my decisions for me. Let's say you can't at the end yourself, um, if you can't speak or whatever it is. Um, so you want to make sure that they know what's important to you. You know, do you want to take extra life-saving measures? Maybe you don't. Do you want to be hooked up to a bunch of machines? Maybe not. Um, you know, pain management, even some people don't want that. Others do, you know, right up to the end. So, and it's really, really personal for each individual, um, you know, because you can't, I don't think you can make those decisions and it's hard to make those decisions for others if you have no idea what they want. So really just, you know, thinking about it long and hard and having those conversations so that people do know. And, and this is something also that can be revised over time. So something you can start at any time, you know, you might have a plan now. So let's say you have your wife is the person that's going to, you know, speak for you when you can't, let's say she passes before, well, then you want to go back and revise that 
and you know find the closest person to you that you can to carry out those wishes for you so it is it's it's important and so do you do you guide people like there's um agreements you can get signed in advance like healthcare agreements and you walk people through which ones you need to get there's actually more than you think isn't there yeah, there is. There, there's a bunch of different ones. The, the one I focus on the most, though, is the actual advanced care planning. And there is, um, there's a website, My Voice for BC, that people can go to. You can go online and you can fill it out yourself. Um, some of it can be a little bit confusing, though. Um, and for those you know that aren't familiar as much with computers, that can be a little daunting. So I do have my voice booklets as well that I can use with people and guide them through. Um, and it's basically just to have everything written down. And you don't have to necessarily use the book or use the website. You can just write it down. But you'd basically want to keep it, you know, everybody keeps important documents or we should on top of the fridge or on the fridge. Um, for, you know, if the paramedics needed to come, you know, keep yeah. it with, um, with your dance care directives, all those other things that you need to have filled out. Um, and at least, I mean, if you don't get those things filled out, at least have that person that knows so that they can, you know, guide things along. And the one thing about advanced care planning too, I just want to mention, um, let's say, you had somebody close to you, let's say it was the, your last close living relative and they had completely different ideas from you, mm -hmm. like the exact opposite, that person's going to, you know, by default be your person. So if you have someone, say your best friend, for instance, that knows and really respects your wishes, good to get that written down so that 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 is your person get it witnessed so that there is no question so somebody else can't take over and you know possibly make the opposite requests of what you'd want and just for my own clarification these documents you're talking about they have to be notarized they have to be it can't just be ian writing down something on a piece of paper it, it can i mean as far as where the legalities are around that, it's it's a bit of a gray area. Okay. Uh, but if you do have the official, you know, my voice written out, it just needs to be witnessed. That particular document does need, not need to be notarized, not like a will. I see. Okay. Yeah. The other thing you do, of course, is end of life planning. Yes. Um, you know, we work through the best environment for your final days. Talk about that. So for end of life planning, and this can be at any stage. So again, let's say it right now, you and I could start a discussion about um, what your final days, what you, or final months, even leading up what you'd like that to look like. Um, because for everybody, it's going to be different. Some people are going to be, you know, possibly getting a terminal diagnosis. Maybe you have six months to a year, you're not sure. So you might hire a doula to walk you through that whole process. Um, maybe you're quite old and you're really not sure how much time you have left. You know, good to get those plans in place. Or maybe you're young and you just want to think about, well, what would I like this to be like? Because we really don't know when our time will be. No. <clears throat> so 
he would hire a doula and we would sit down and talk about the things that are really important to you, you know, at the very end. And we're not talking about, you know, material things, things like that. It's just really about comfort, spiritual growth. If you're looking into that, um, or if you're religious, I mean, just really honoring the things that are important to you. Like I mentioned before, if you want like your pets by your side, or maybe you love lavender, you'd like essential oils, maybe you'd like candles burning, um, you know, just really anything you can think of. And it's something that, that you need to think about. You know, you're not going to just do this over say like an hour, it's, it's gonna be a process. And then the doula would step in at that time, you know, as things are progressing say, at the end, and, um, you know, hopefully the discussions would be had with the family if there is family there um, so that they know kind of what's going to happen. You know, we're going to light some candles. We're going to put the scent on. We're going to sing. Maybe they want songs sang to them or different music playing. Maybe they want quiet and want to be alone, you know, so because not everybody wants a big crowd. Some of us, you know, will want just quiet solitude type environment to just soak in that experience. So I think it's important. Um, I was with my grandma at the end when she passed and she was in a home. It was a, the last month of her life or so she was in a home. Um, I jumped on a plane to San Francisco to go see her. I spent the last two or three days with her um, and I was honored to be sitting with her at her side, holding her hand when she took her last breaths. And, you know, she had really wanted to stay home from what uh, the family had said. I wasn't there, so I don't know, but it came to the point where she, she needed extra care so they they put her in a home which which i mean she needed somebody to watch over her so so that was good but um you know i didn't really know what to do i was just there and i just kind of you know went by instinct gave her her pain medication as i thought you know yeah. was needed because she wasn't communicating at the end which you know most are not that's just what happens um and it really got me thinking about all of this. And that's actually how I, how I got into this. I got home afterwards. I was home for a while and I just saw this end of life doula course online. And I was like, wow, what is this? And it just sparked something inside of me because, you know, if I could have talked to her maybe a little bit about those things, I maybe would have had a better idea of what to do at the end and what she would have liked me to do. It's funny how much time we spend planning our holidays, planning, you know, a 25th wedding anniversary cruise somewhere, boy, and all year you're gonna go this, we're gonna get off the ship here and then we're gonna do that. And then that's a big deal, isn't it? Like we would have a whole uh, itinerary of all the things we're gonna do if we ever get to travel Europe and such, but this is what a little bit of what you're, you're saying makes end of life better for everyone when you put that, a little bit of that thinking in, on this project as well, right? 
Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we, and we can think about it and we can plan for it and it doesn't have to be scary. And again, that fear piece comes in though. So I think that's where having somebody guide you through it and, um, you know, just make it a little less daunting, a little less scary is important. Yeah. I can see it as being, I don't even know where to start and that's your role, isn't it? To break it down into bite size pieces. Yeah, that's right. And, and, you know, I, I respect how people feel. So if at some point during the planning it got a little heavy, we need to take a break. That's fine. You know, we'll take a breather and regroup again. And um, the last thing on your website here I see is grief support. I mean, that's a pretty broad category, isn't it? But uh, talk about that. Yeah. So let's say as the person, um, if you get a terminal diagnosis, you're going to have some anticipatory grief about your own death. And you're going to go through a grieving process before you die. So I can be there to help support you through that, talk you through it you know, we'll do some, do some good work together to make sure um, that whatever needs to come out can come out before the end. Um, I mean, as much as possible, that's going to depend on people's comfort levels as well, though. Um, But we can go through it together. I'll, I'll, you know, bear witness and be there to hold space and support the person during that process. Um, and same with the families, you know, if, um, if there's family feels they need support during as well. And after, um, I'm happy to, to support them through that grief process as well. You know, whether it's having one-on-one conversations to help support or, um, you know, maybe walking in nature and talking, recommending books and, uh, different other um, you know, websites and resources in Canada as well. There's um, a great, great website called My Voice, or sorry, it's not My Voice, My Grief. My Grief? Yeah, mygrief.ca. And um, it's, there's all kinds of great resources on there for grief and for working through it. So I'm happy to help in any way I can with the grieving process because it's so different for everyone. Um, and it can be very cyclical. You can, you know, feel one day we're one way, one day you know, mm-hmm. feeling great feeling like, okay, I'm kind of over the hump now. And then, you know, you might smell something that reminds you of that person or see something or, you know, yeah. even have a meal, something you shared together and it can bring up a lot and you're just like right back in it again so you know just to kind of make that process um a little less lonely and feel like what you're going through is i don't want to say normal but um like really you're not alone and and this process is so different for everyone and you just kind of have to ride the waves and do whatever you can to get through it. And I think it's a really good thing to have somebody to talk to and support you while that's happening. 
I like the way you said ride the waves. I mean, that's a great description of your, how you're feeling. I'm up, I'm down. Yeah. Sitting when my dad passed away, he certainly, uh, you know, I have a note from him on my, in my office here. The last one he wrote me, he always used to write notes and stuff. So it's always on the wall there and something will come up and I'll think about it. And yeah. You're either going to go down or up. And uh, so, you know, I understand what you're saying. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I was also thinking too, there are so many parts of life where we have a coach now. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm at the golf course and my swing is bad, okay, then I'm going to hire someone to make it better. If I go to the gym and I'm not doing what I think I should do, I'm going to hire someone to help me get me back on track. It's the same thing that you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Death coach. I, well, and that's <laughs> yeah makes it easier maybe for everybody to understand. Maybe it's just Ian, but that's what really what it is, isn't it? You know, trying to help you. Yes, basically. And uh, the word doula comes from servant as well. So you can okay. use that if that helps, um, you know, with the definition more as well. So I'm here to serve those. Um, and, you know, I'm also happy to just have conversations about death. Mm -hmm. People just want to talk and say, well, what's this about? You know, yeah. let's have a safe space to discuss death. Yeah, I can tell talking with you. I, I, would, I would feel safe about that, doing that with you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel good about that. Well, our guest today has been uh, Aaron Betker. Aaron is a end-of-life doula, and her website is called Sacred Journeys, correct? Yes, sacredjourneys.biz. Sacredjourneys.biz. Well, it's been excellent, Aaron, and I wish you much success in your new career, okay? Thank you, Ian, and thank you for having me here today. You betcha, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get together again, okay? Absolutely, thank you. All right, bye, Aaron. Bye-bye.